Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Okay, welcome to Set for Life. Today I have with me in the Set for Life studios my friend Lewis. Hello. Hey, Lewis. How you doing? Doing hey, well. Guys, Lewis came over today and helped me put up acoustic foam all around this new studio room because we have a church now. Set for Life Church is now in our own building lease. And so we have this. I heard a, a noise. Hey, this is all impromptu as it happens. I just heard a phone. That's okay. Uh, hey, Lewis, the girls, they do modern yeah. day Abigail's for a podcast and they right. drink bubble water. And they have chocolate, and their mouth is three inches from a microphone. I said, you've got bubble water and chocolate, and you're going to eat that? And they said, hey, it's our podcast. We'll do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lewis, you came in here, and you helped me hang acoustic tiles. Yeah. And we're going to see how it works. It's going to work well. So this is the first podcast we've ever done with acoustic tiles. And I was trying to get the echo out of the room. There's nothing worse than a, just a bare-walled room. So we're going to see what we can do. So, Lewis, today, um, I was, we were coming up with something to discuss today, and uh, what I was thinking of was, uh, you're, okay, you're a musician. Right. Lewis. And tell, yeah. Give us a brief background about your music background. What have you done? You're a drummer. You played with some groups somewhere. Yeah. How, how did that go? Yeah, started out uh, very young. My dad was a musician, uh, played around the Beaumont area with uh, Beaumont, the Big Bopper and George Jones and some of the others. and. Uh, I mean, he knew him, that kind of thing. But, you know, he was kind of in competition at the time, too. And uh, But he met my mom, who had three kids. So that kind of brings a music career to a screeching halt. Oh, okay. But uh, I do have some pictures, black and white pictures with my mom sitting in with my dad's band and other things. It's pretty cool. So it's kind of... So you came up in music from this. Yeah. And your main thing was what, drums? Yeah, I got into drums... Uh, Early on by watching uh, old black and white movies with Gene Krupa, was the drummer. Okay. And I had to be like him. I had to be like him. And never was Buddy Rich, but it had to be Gene Krupa. Right. So are you one of those guys that can tap with your right hand, the judge is coming to town. The judge is coming to town. And then with your left hand, to town the judge is coming. To town the judge is coming. <laughs> I never okay. heard that. I've seen drummers do that independently with both hands. I don't know how in the world they pull that off. So uh, I guess you haven't done that. But anyway, I'm sure you're good. Um, so anyway, we were talking today about drums. Now, I used to watch the drummer at the church I used to go to, and I went to church, I, I, my admission, God forgive me. When I was a kid, I loved going to church because I liked to watch the drummer. And I would sit next to the drummer and watch him play. And I had it convinced in my own mind that just because I watched him play drums, that I was as good at drums as he is. Because I saw what he did, that means I can do it too. Lewis, is that the way it works? 
Not quite. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can tell you it doesn't work that way. What does it take, Lewis, to play drums and be good at it? Um, well, I was kind of self-taught most of the years. Uh, and uh, just just practice, 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 and listening to countless albums and trying to pick up licks and all. Because we didn't have YouTube or any of these things where you got nine-year-olds on YouTube that are just phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and nothing to learn from like that. I have learned since I've been back in music for about four years now, eh, almost four. I've learned a tremendous amount. My playing has come leaps and bounds just by watching stuff on YouTube and others. But I've always watched musicians. I had a a, a very well-known drummer right now. He's a legend, rock and roll home Hall of Famer, tell me many years ago when I made a comment about a drummer not being too good. Uh-oh. He nailed me real quick. Uh-oh. He said, don't ever make fun of another musician, because if you watch long enough, you'll find out something he's doing that you can't. Wow. They all have their own gift. Yeah. And, uh, and I've always remembered that. Well, that's a good word. So, uh, you know, and I think that probably applies to uh, most any craft or anything like that. Somebody's always got something to offer. You know, I uh, was looking for a good way to relate this subject to biblical things, and I found Philippians. 4 verse 9. It says, What you have learned, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So he's saying, What you've seen, what you've learned and received, you've heard from, from me. Because like you've been watching me. Right. You've been watching me live live the Christian life, walking with Christ, doing that faith. He said, practice this. Now, Lewis, practice doesn't mean try it one time and assume you've got it. Right. You said practice, practice, practice when it comes to playing drums. So he's saying practice these things. He's saying, like, take what you've seen me do and do it over and over and over and over again. Keep doing it until you really learn it. It becomes like a second nature. Now, this makes me think of muscle memory. How does muscle memory play in with drums? I mean, you practice it at first, but then then it turns into a new thing. Does it become a muscle memory thing that you just do? Yeah, muscle memory is that term is really arguable right now. Okay, you know, but yeah, because even for years and years, I've realized because I would watch people play, and they would have some type of lick or chop or whatever they would do, and I would go home and practice it and try, and not really succeed at it. And suddenly, I'm out playing a gig somewhere, and it just appears. I just do it. And, you just wow. did it because first, what is a lick and a chop? Well, it's just some kind of a strike yeah. on a drum or something. Yeah, pretty much. You know, use it for guitars, music. Okay. I'm kind of old school. Some so kind it's, of a, yeah. Some kind of a method of hitting it. Right. So yeah. you would see them do Same it. Same thing with guitars. People have licks and licks chops. Licks and chops. And, yeah. Okay. So Their own little thing. So you would go off and eventually it would it would happen, but you saw somebody do it first. Right. You know, and I would practice it and practice it and would never really have it, but suddenly in the middle of a gig, I would do something, and it just came out. And I'm thinking, wow, how did that do that? Bam. Really? Well, yeah. somebody else did it. Somebody modeled it for you. Yeah. And, and whether you knew that you really had it or not, it was put into you by them, yeah. I would say. So like he's saying here, um, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God right. of peace will be with you. It's, it's like, okay, we just related drums to the Christian walk. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I was wanting to do yeah. when we came into this. So, friends, those of you who are hearing me today, 
Um, it, okay, so you're interested in drums or maybe you're a musician. Do you realize that there's a Christian aspect to this that you can't just pick up sticks and you're an automatic drummer? Right. Just like me, Lewis. I mean, I probably could not join, jump into the Mr. Olympia contest quite yet. Maybe if I trained for a month or two, I might get there. But but no, it would take <laughs> – don't laugh too hard. Anyway, uh, it would probably take a, quite a bit, a lot for, for even the best guy to practice and and stay on it. You don't say, oh, I've arrived and I'm just going to coast. You have to work on it. And there's a word that comes to mind when I think of this is dedication. Dedication. Lewis, you just can't be interested in drums and play. You have to be a literal dedicated guy. How much time did you put into drum work? Did somebody have to make you do it? Got my first set, I guess, when I was in first grade. No, it's something you, I wanted to do. My dad was a musician throughout his life, up until the last 20 years of his life, you know, doing smaller stuff, BFWs and certain balls and all, not really hanging out in any particular joints or anything. But um, he always encouraged me to play with him. In fact, he kind of forced me to play a lot of times, you know, doing the country stuff and all. And now get your drums. You're coming. You're going to play. Oh, wow. So he kind of put you to it. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't in the old country, and that was old country is pretty boring. <laughs> you know, especially when you're a kid and you want to be a rock and roller, you know, the boom tick stuff uh, yeah. gets old. But you need more exciting licks and chops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In sixth grade, I guess it was. I think it was when his uh, drummer was killed on the railroad. And he was a railroad worker. And I pretty much became a, my father's full time drummer for his band. Oh, wow. And, uh, so, man, best I can remember, don't hold me to the total chronological order, but uh, it, that's it. And, you know, uh, I would complain about wanting to rehearse with him because I had my little junior high band and I had my high school band and all that through the years, rock and roll stuff. He'd force me to rehearse and come practice. Mm -hmm. And I used to hate it with a passion, you know, and. Oh, totally well, you rebellious. didn't like it? No, not, not, not much. When did that change? How did that change? That you started to like it, because I know you like it now. Well, well, the country part, I did not the like. The country part is the wrong flavor. Right. Is yeah. the wrong licks. Yeah. It was the other, either I was too loud, or he wanted me to use brushes, I wanted to use sticks, and he was okay. trying to teach me all that. Uh -huh. Which, looking back on it, once you get older and look back, the benefit of I had of all that stuff. Yeah. And, but I resented it, you know. Well, today you have your own drum set at home. Yeah, a couple and or so. you go in there and you th this is why you were hanging acoustic foam with me because you've got an acoustic foam lined room right, right. yeah and nobody made you do that no you wanted to do it right why do you want to do it now what changed from the time when i don't like it to now you're doing it yourself well i always loved drum playing is just always wanted to play what i wanted to play what you wanted to play okay. uh, and not the old country in fact when i we would do uh vfws or american legions or you know, police dances or whatever, and policemen's balls or whatever they used to call them years ago. I'd always set my drums up so close to the wall that I could lean back and play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that either. Okay. But, uh, and when I finally rebelled, you know, we'd play, and my dad's making really good money by the time I was uh, probably seventh grade. I was getting $50 a night playing. Yeah. You know, which for, you know, kids, seventh grade, whatever, sixth grade, $50 a night. But, my dad always held most of it back. Okay. He said, and I always complained about that. He said, who's buying your motorcycle? Who's buying your drums and all this other stuff? Mm -hmm. If you want your motorcycle and you want new drums, 
this is the way it's going to be. You're going you to play, play my, my licks and chops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now you got your own licks and chops. You, you play no. your own music and it's more fun all of a sudden. But what he put into you produced to something later that you now enjoy. Right. You know, there's a lot of people, they look at Christianity and they think, I don't like it. It's boring. Well, and, and you know, uh, I will go ahead and agree. There are some churches that are boring. Right. I'll say so they're boring. And it's turned a lot of people off and they're all, I'm not saying they need to modern, I'm not saying they need to modernize. I'm not saying they need to, to change the message, but this, the flavor right. is just dry. And it's like, you know, anyway, so you can come into, okay, like, let's say anybody comes into my church last Sunday, Lewis, I threw shoes at y'all, didn't I? Hurt. Huh? It hurt me. No, no it, I'm joking. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> steel toes. See, I got steel toe shoes I keep in my pulpit, friends. And when I get on those really, really strong parts that people feel like I'm stepping on their feet, I just take the, I can see people with veins sticking out of their forehead. I will take the shoes and throw it at them and say, here, put these on. You know, I mean, I'm just trying to be, I'm not trying to be theatrical. I'm just trying to keep it fun. You know, the, the Christian life should be enjoyed. And so maybe some people like my licks and chops of how I do church. I don't know. Maybe, so, maybe you won't like it, but you can go somewhere where you can. Well, you have your own rudiments and you kind of fit them to your, uh, your purpose. My personality and what I'm trying to convey. So, you know, uh, okay, so you got Lewis here. He was brought up in drums. He didn't want to play it. Dad said, come on, let's play it. And some of you may be like that in your Christian walk today. Your your family says, come on, get out of bed. It's time to go to church. You're thinking, oh, mom, oh, dad, I don't want to go to church. And you resent them for it. You don't like it. It's not fun. You'd rather be doing other things. But I'm telling you, if you if you pay attention to what they're trying to put into you, it will produce itself later, friends. So. Your your folks are trying to do a good thing for you right now, but it, it'll produce later. And then you'll be able to implement it in your life to where it will really be fun. The Christian life is fun, Lewis. It shouldn't be boring. Mm-hmm. Right. Did, did you know that fun is in the Bible and that it works and God loves us to have fun? God is not all sit up straight, boy. And it, it's, it's enjoyable. <laughs> so, Lewis, you... You spend time with drums now. What do you do right. when, you, when you get to you get off to yourself and you it's your what do you do? Well, one thing backtracking a little through the years, you know, there's problems with my parents, school, girlfriend, whatever. I seclude myself into the room and I just get totally into it. Mm. My worst case days, not getting along with my dad and all, it's you know, it's uh, you know, I worked all this out before he, he died, okay. and we had a long time to do that. But, you know, I literally would be so angry, I would picture their faces on the drums when I would play. That probably sounds cruel or mean, but, you know, teenager. Yeah. And, uh, but this, uh, back to a thought I had a little bit ago, the practice stuff, you know, it reminded me of the, of the Bible. And I don't read the Bible near like I should, not even close. Uh-huh. But... When you start playing, you you have to practice, and that that kind of correlated to me about reading the Bible. You cannot be a better Christian unless you are reading mm-hmm. the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, just and I've taught myself a lesson just sitting here, oh, you good. know, and read, you know, thinking if I'd if I put as much effort into reading the Bible and studying and everything else that I did as a kid, trying to be the world famous musician. <laughs> Legend in my own mind kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I'd probably be a lot farther along in my Christianity. Then again, you may not be where you are at all 
unless you had that as a stepping stone. Right. So at the same time, it was a necessary thing to get to you when you weren't paying attention. Right. Oh, there's a lot of things when I didn't even want to walk the Christian walk. There were things that I can now see that God put in my life to get me where I am. And, you know, there was something you said that I want to capitalize on. You said you used to kind of seclude yourself. Right. It means you would get off alone. There's many times where Jesus withdrew from the crowds to go pray right. alone. And he had to seclude. And I think there's a word, immerse. You had to really get in there. And you know what? We were sitting here talking about it. And I literally found it on my iPad while you were telling me this story. And you said, I need to seclude and get off. And I thought, oh, that's perfect. I found First Timothy 4.15. It says, <laughs> listen to this. It literally says this. It says, practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. <laughs> How perfect. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. You know, okay, if you still played drums the way you did back when you didn't like it, uh, first off, if you got in front of people and played, it would be noticeable. It wouldn't sound good, but there should have been a measurable change from way back then to where you are now, Right. right? So it is a progress that people can see. You're not where you were, where you hate it. You're now where you like it. And you enjoy it. And what do you do with drums now? I'm playing around the house mostly. I got away from uh, really playing out a few years ago. and uh, But you played in bands before. Yeah, played countless. And Dad didn't make you do it. You liked it. It no. was kind of your life right. at one point. Well, later on in life, you know, my ability I learned playing country music made me a lot of money. Oh, okay. Well, so it produced. Right. It, it, it yeah, produced, I can't say a lot was, of money, but, you but know. it was it productive. Was, it, it helped the Monthly financial. It did. Thing. You don't have to play drums, but it helps. Right. <laughs> Friends, I'm just learning how to play bass, and uh, it's I'm not good at it by any means, but I can sort of do it. That'll be another show for another time. <laughs> but, okay, it, practice these things, the Bible says. It, he, he wrote, uh, the writer wrote, hey, watch me. Watch me and do what I'm doing. And now he's also saying in First Timothy, he says, practice, immerse yourself, get into it. Friends, I want you to understand that the Christian walk should not be boring. It should be fun. And if somebody else's flavor of it, get up and go to church, and they're forcing you, and I'm sorry you have to go through that. And I know you don't like it and you don't want to do it. I get it. But at some point, it will take a hold. It'll be part of your life where you will want to do it, and it will have new licks and chops to it to where you will enjoy it. And I'm trying to motivate y'all that are listening to me here on Set for Life to t- don't look at Christianity strictly through the lens of what someone else has presented it to you. Like he wrote in the book, look at what I'm doing and copy what I'm doing. There's some exciting people out there that are believers in Jesus. They have fun. Their lives are exciting. They are adventurous and they love life. And you can learn the Christian walk, not just through your Bible also, but watch them. And see their take on it and follow the Lord God. And I'm guarantee you, friends, following the Lord Jesus is fun. So like Lewis presented a wonderful picture for us today. First, it was somebody, come on, get on the drums. And I don't really want to do it. And, you know, I don't really, it's not my thing. And, and friends, what I'm trying to get to you is if, if, if Christianity isn't your thing and you're just, well, it's there and I just go because somebody wants me to do it. Friends, I say, make it your own. I say make it your own thing. You have a you have a Lord, you have a Savior who wants you 
to get to know him personally. You cannot know Jesus through someone else. You have to know Jesus personally, yourself. Now, Lewis learned drums from someone else, and it wasn't his licks and chops. It wasn't his kind of thing. But he eventually got to know these drums personally, and now he loves them. So, friends, what I'm trying to convey to you is that if you only know Jesus because of somebody else, you're in trouble. And no wonder it doesn't look exciting to you. But if you will learn to experience Jesus personally, your own self, you will immerse yourself in him. And your walk will increase and people will see your progress. And then they'll say, what is that that you've got? And you'll say, hey, I've got Jesus, man. And then they'll want him too. So, Lewis, I'm so glad to hear about your musical progress that you've made because I'm not a musician at all. (laughs) I'm just learning how to play bass. Recently, you came to church and saw me playing bass. Right. I guess I did okay. Yeah, you did well. I mean, not bad. I know, like. You know, A, B, and C, and D, E, and all, you know, like the first two strings and stuff. I haven't even played the last, the higher two strings yet. I'm on a four string. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the first two top strings. I'll get there, but I can do something. Now, my progress later, as I learn, I'll eventually utilize those other two strings. I'll do a little bit more, but right now I'm doing what I can. Lewis, if somebody is, let's take it back to drums again. Let's say, for instance, figuratively, Somebody's just now learning to play the drums. Let's parallel that. Somebody's just now learning to follow Christ, and they're not that good at it. Say, I'm playing drums. I'm not that good at it. What is your advice to them on they want to play drums, but they're just not good at it? What what should they do? What's your advice to them? Uh, Nowadays, with what we have, find a good teacher. Oh, awesome. Find a good teacher. Find a good pastor or mentor. uh, Someone to be accountable to. That is awesome. Uh, as far as your practice goes, uh, it's something a lot of things have hit me here. Years ago, every night I'd go to sleep with headphones on, trying thinking of what I wanted to learn. And um, the uh, same drummer that now is a Hall of Famer had once made the statement, not to me personally, but made it that uh, 20, 30 minutes worth of dedicated listening to the drums ciphering out in your head because we didn't have YouTube or any of that stuff back when I was a teenager and such that was as good as two hours of physical practice because you're learning that and that practice will eventually bring it out Mm -hmm. but these days certainly you want to find a good mentor somebody to be accountable to for your practice and somebody that you love that's uh, really strong, and I'll relate this to Christianity, that you can relate to them and follow somewhat in their footsteps. Not to idolize, but, you know. Somebody to learn from. Right. And, and explain that what you mean on a musical basis. What does the uh, accountable mean? What does that mean? Have somebody that you can talk to that uh, on those days you don't feel like playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know you really need to go in there and practice because uh, just, and I correlate this to Christianity, too, you can get rusty. Yeah. It doesn't take long to get rusty. Like going to church, missing one day of church, that next week's easier to miss. And you probably don't even know you got rusty. Yeah, and then the next week's even easier to miss. To miss and miss. But if you have accountability, right, that's healthier. Yeah. Now, as far as drums go, you think you're the best drummer on the planet. But if you have an accountability partner, they may say, hey, hey, you need to work on this part right, right here. Right. That is so ph- phenomenal. I asked you, what should they do? And I didn't even see that coming, what you hit me with. And it was so awesome. Friends, 
look, listen to what Lewis said. Now, we're talking about drums, but I'm going to bring it back to your Christian walk. You need accountability. The people today say, you know, I don't have to go to church to be saved. You're basically saying, I don't have to obey the Lord to have him as my Lord. <laughs> Jesus says, why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? You got to have accountability. And that's in the body of Christ. That isn't going to church. You're not saved by going to church. We're not saying that. However, if you are saved, and if you expect for people to see your progress, if you want to, to practice at this and get better at it, then you need to be accountable to right. somebody. And I like what you said there about being accountable so that on days you don't feel like playing. You know, there's some days I just don't feel like being a Christian because it's hard. Right. People make fun of me. They ridicule. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. As a pastor, there's some days I don't want to be a pastor. There's some days I don't want to answer the alarm that just went off. <laughs> there's some days I, I have to go in and preach the word of God on Sunday and I don't feel like it. Now, that's just my human sinful self right? because I got to go into that church and I got to get that book out and I got to do it. Sometimes I just don't want to. Okay, that's just my human side. But friends, we're all like that. Don't, we're not perfect. We're sinners just like anyone, any of the rest of y'all. I'm the biggest sinner in the room. Okay. But friends, we know you're going to have your down days. You're, we know you're going to have your days you don't feel like it. But you know what? That's okay. Because if you're walking with accountability in the body of Christ where you lack, someone else has a strength for. Now, Lewis, you were talking about somebody never criticize another drummer because how, was, how did that go again? Uh, never make fun or criticize another drummer because no matter at their talent level, there's something they do that you can't. And that's the same way with good your and, walk. Good or bad. Amazing. You see another person that's a Christian believer and they have a slight fault and you want to sit there and criticize them. Well, wait a minute. They may have a gifting in the Lord that you don't have. Right. And if they're not doing so well in some aspect, and you have accountability with them, we'll work together with each other, and right. you can improve each other so that people can see that progress. And a good mentor can uh, can observe you and maybe point out something, a little constructive criticism. Right. Constructive criticism. Criticism never gets much of anything done. But constructive criticism taken to heart. It builds. Yeah. And it edifies. You know, okay, so we can talk about it in a musical sense, like let's say you're trying to learn drums. Let's say Lewis is your teacher, and you don't know how to play drums for squat. And this is your first drum lesson, and he's got you going, he's got you going, and then suddenly Lewis stops you and says, no, wait a minute, hang on. That that you're doing is good, but this other thing, try not to do that, and let's right. capitalize on that. You would receive that, those of you, if you were in a drum lesson with Lewis, you would receive that and go, okay, and you'd make corrections. Right. Okay, now when we're walking with Christ— and somebody's messing up. We say, now, brother, hang on. Um, this here is not so good. Let's not do And sometimes people just blow their freaking top. Yeah. They can't take it. Why do people do that? I don't know why they do it. But in the music sense, people understand, oh, I need to fix this. See, friends, what I'm trying to convey to you is take your Christian walk in the accountability of Christ the same way you would a music lesson. If someone says, hey, that is not so good. Why don't we work on that and fix that? Why don't you take your friend's help as the same way you would, as you say, as the same way you would a music lesson and go, thank you. Let me work on that. Right. Lewis, some people this are is, hard to be taught. Lewis, this is a good podcast. Yeah. This really is. It's opened my eyes to a lot of things that correlate with to a Christian walk and. Yeah. Uh, 
And it, it, it's really bringing it out. I mean, friends, I, this is set for life. I'm always on set for life. <laughs> I'm always the one doing it. And Lewis broadsided me with things I didn't even see coming because there's two guys in a room that are in agreement with one thing, that Jesus Christ died for our sins and he is our savior. And once you can start from that, let the rest flow and see what happens. Friends, get in a Bible-believing church if you're not. You can come to mine if you live around Alvin, Texas. You can come to mine if you want to. I'd love to have you. And plug into the body of Christ. And I will tell you, just listening to me on the radio or this podcast alone is not enough. You can't just listen to me. You have to be out with a body of people walking it. Lewis, just like me sitting in that church watching that drummer play didn't make me a player. Right. You actually got to pick up sticks and do it. Okay. Right. That brings another point. Get on it. I got it. Uh, okay. Musicians in general, um, you know, get a new guitar that helped me play better. For me, uh, new drums make you play better. New sticks, different sticks, maybe that'll help me along a little bit. No, it doesn't bit. help you play better, does but, it? But uh, I've got a few Bibles around the house, and they hadn't made me any stronger of a Christian. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put in the time to it. Right. You got you to pick them up and use them. Yeah, Read it. Exactly. So, Lewis, if I bought a brand new bass guitar, that's not going to make me a better bass player, is it? No. Oh, shoot. I was going to go buy one today. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, good point, Lewis. Friends, if you have a Bible, you say your life hadn't been running quite the way you want it. I'm just going to tell you, when this podcast is over, go pick that Bible up and read it. Practice. Get in there and practice it. Get in the body of Christ. Walk with people. Let them correct you on some things. Don't blow your head, your top off on it. Let them tell you. I don't. Your licks and chops ain't matching this song right now. So let's correct that and say, okay, thank you, and receive it well, and watch what it does in your life. Amen. Amen. Lewis, this has been fun. Yeah. Lewis, just in the simplest language, whatever your wording is, how can people be saved? What do they need to do? Just straight up, whatever you got. They need to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and do their very best to follow in his footsteps. Amen. And those are hard footsteps to follow. It's not easy. And the path is narrow. And uh, we all slip. Sometimes, uh, hopefully, then we don't fall totally off. But if I did fall, what have I got to help me back up? Hopefully, you got your mentor. I got my mentor. And you got Jesus himself. Who is a mentor. Right. Amen. Friends, let me lead you in prayer. If you want to get saved and have Jesus your Lord and be granted eternal life, and then plug into a body of believers, follow me in prayer. I can't pray this for you. You have to pray it for real in your own heart, okay? Say this, Father God, I'm a sinner. I blew it. I messed up, and I'm so sorry. Thank you for dying in my place, Lord Jesus, for paying the death penalty that I was supposed to take. Amen. And thank you for granting me eternal life. I receive it. I turn from my old life of sin, and I will now follow you. And Lord, place me in a body of believers that I can walk with, that I can have mentors with, and have a relationship with, and it can be fun. Give me a church with some good licks and chops. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, thank you, Lord, for being so good to me. I accept in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lewis, do you think anybody that really believes that prayer is going to be saved? If they really believe it, they will be. Amen. Lewis, thank you so much for being here today on Set for Life Radio. It's been a blast. Let's do it again sometime, okay? Yeah, what I thought was not going to be difficult, I guess God's speaking. uh, It just comes. Just laying things out. Amen. 
that's your Christian walk all through your life is just yeah. let God lead and let him lay it out. Right. Friends, you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set